I am Noma, and I'm on a journey into NFT art, Web3, and the metaverse. On my way to my first NFT collection called Abstract Rembrandt, I'm meeting a lot of inspiring people. I want to share their story, so they can inspire you too. This is how to become successful in NFTs. John, welcome. Um, Thank you. You, uh, we've met on a breakfast in real life. You were a damn good breakfast organizer. And, uh, appreciate it. I appreciate it. On uh, on LinkedIn, you 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 really deep into the Web 3 space. And um, but before we go into the whole LinkedIn and Web 3 uh, story of John Kresge, um, yep. who was John Kresge before he went into the Web 3 wormhole? Yeah, great question. I start, well, you know, I grew up in Seattle. I mean, we can go way back before I even started actually working. So I grew up in Seattle. Parents were divorced when I was like seven. So my mom and grandma predominantly raised me both uh, Italian American. And then um, I went to, to Seattle U, which is a Jesuit Catholic school in Seattle. I studied accounting. I went down this whole kind of path of accounting and finance the first half of my career. Hated it. Never liked it. I don't know why I did it. I actually, I do know why I did it. I, I had a mentor in undergrad that said, oh, you're super logical. You should be, you should study accounting. I, I was actually originally a marketing major. So I, you know, I, I decided to study accounting and obviously I, I wanted to be the best accountant I possibly could be. So I worked for KPMG Price Waterhouse for almost five years in their auto practice. Then I worked for at the time, it was Washington Mutual. Then I got acquired by uh, J.P. Morgan um, and did that for almost three years. But the whole time, I knew I wanted to go and get my MBA. I was really trying to pivot out of the whole accounting finance stuff. So I got my MBA at the University of Southern California, where I studied entertainment. I worked for Disney. I worked for a well-known TV producer, Aaron Kaplan. Did some consulting for him. Worked for a Spanish communications company. And I had really hoped to, to kind of be on the business side of entertainment. And I really wanted to work for Aaron Kaplan. It just didn't work out. So then I ended up taking this crazy detour where I was an executive in the luxury interior design space for almost a decade. Worked on the Obama White House. I worked on a very celebrity client, Cindy Crawford, Harrison Ford, George Clooney. It, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a cool experience. But I, again, it was just not where I wanted to be. I was, I was doing back office stuff. I just, I wasn't really happy. So, and I'd been trying to pivot out of it forever. So, I mean, it feels like the last 20 years of my career, I've never liked anything. So I've been really trying to pivot it out and create my dream job. It's just really hard when you get, as a lot of people know, you get kind of pigeonholed into something. So, but I've been trying this entire time. So I, I know this is bad to say, but like the pandemic was probably the best thing that ever happened for me. The world slowed down. It really gave me an opportunity to really just sort of reset my life, reimagine it, really figure out kind of what I wanted to do. I felt like we were all kind of the same place. So we were, you know, it was just a good opportunity to kind of reset. So I, I leveraged LinkedIn. I've always been kind of a fan of LinkedIn. I just never fully was able to, to, to monetize it or optimize it. So applied to probably a thousand jobs on LinkedIn, had hundred interviews, got rejected by 99 of those companies. Somehow I got this opportunity for uh, an interview with this company called NFT Genius, which was a Mark Cuban, Ashton Kutcher venture-backed NFT company. Didn't even know what an NFT was, didn't know anything about crypto, blockchain, none of it. All, I, I just, I have no clue why they actually want to interview me still. I, it, it doesn't make any sense because I literally had no, no, no experience that would even match up to that, to, to Web3 NFT technology. nothing about NFTs or uh, nothing, nothing. nothing. 
No, I didn't even know what an NFT was. So that's that's oh. how insane that is. I literally didn't even know what an NFT was when I <laughs> I figured it out. I was like, I, I probably should figure out what an NFT is before I have this interview. So listened to a few podcasts of the founder, and uh, you know, just kind of kind of spoke. It, it, you know, when, when I started to like, hear about what NFTs were, I, it kind of spoke to me. I was like, oh wow, this is kind of why I got my MBA from USC Entertainment in the first place because. At the time, uh, the, the company really was focused on uh, amusement marketplace. So it was really using NFTs to to allow artists and creative people to really monetize their their work in, in um, just a, just a, a more equitable manner. So that really excited me. It really spoke to me on a, a very human and an artistic level. So that that was a very natural conversation for me, and that's probably why the interviews went super well. And I had done a bunch of stuff, and I guess you know they were a startup, so they needed somebody who was going to wear a bunch of hats. So I literally. I started there at NFT Genius as a initially a special projects manager. I actually the funny part is I like I their job I interviewed for, it was a chief of staff job. I didn't even get that job. They said I was overqualified, but they liked me so much they were just gonna figure it out. So that's that's hence why I started in special projects, basically the most ambiguous title ever. It was basically like uh we're just gonna throw you at whatever whatever we have in the pipeline. So started with that. Then they had me do product management for a minute. This again, didn't even know what a product manager was. That didn't work out well. So they realized they needed to actually hire a real product manager. I did some operations, some finance, but behind the scenes, I was doing a lot of like, I started organizing events, started kind of leveraging LinkedIn to start, you know, kind of real top of funnel building out partnership opportunities and started speaking about Web3 all the time. So uh, it, 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 it was kind of crazy, but it just like the fact that I had a really ambiguous title allowed me to sort of create my dream job. So that's why I'm so thankful for Web3. So basically what I've done over the last year is just create my dream job. I, I, I love being on LinkedIn. I love writing content. I love really building community. I love having really high level partnership conversations. I'm really super top of funnel. I don't, I don't get a ton into the details on these deals. I, I really just sort of, uh, create the excitement to, to partner with, uh, you know, my company, which is now Land Vault, um, you know, or or coming in and par- partnering with one of our Good Morning Web 3 uh, events, which is the breakfast you attended in Amsterdam. So, yeah, I've, I've it's weird. It took me over 20 years to create my dream job, but I've been able to do it in Web 3 because I think it's a nascent space. There's just an opportunity for us all to sort of sort of uh, have a, a clean slate to work with and kind of create whatever we want in the space. So that's what excites me. But I'm proof to never give up. So I've, I've been able to create my dream job. It just literally took 20 years, but anybody that's not happy in their career or their life right now, don't ever give up. And honestly, give a, give a hard look at web three. There's so much opportunity in this space. It's still new and we're welcoming everybody. We need lots of smart people, builders, just people that are in it for the right reasons. And, and, and so you're now in your dream job. You, 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 you made a transformation from being in the not dream situation <laughs> in the yes yeah i'm i'm living the dream baby uh yeah, i am living the dream i am 100 yeah. percent living the dream and yeah it took forever it's it's literally i'm doing everything i wanted more and now i work for literally the best ceo i've ever worked for sam huber the the ceo of land vault we just had a major merger we're the world's largest metaverse builder we have 120 builders now and we're growing we built the most amount of square feet in all the metaverses combined. I think it's over a million square feet, something like that. Or, or, uh, yeah, some, something, some crazy number Huge. like that. I think we've done, uh, yeah, we've done 190 builds, working with the biggest and best brands in the world. So it's it's a really exciting opportunity for me. And and Land Vault, we're, the Good Morning Web 3, which originally was NFT Thought Leaders, that's now a part of the Land Vault family. So we have the the financial support and the resources to help grow that, that community. So 
uh, that's that's another focus of mine as well. So I just announced on LinkedIn today we're going to be doing a, a, do, a big two day conference in Dubai in October. We already have like three sponsors, including a couple of governmental entities there, banks, and um, a couple other exciting partners. And then we're going to be doing an event for New York Fashion Week. Uh, September 13th, 14th. We're going to be doing something in our Basel, Miami in December. We're going to uh, hopefully come back to Amsterdam at some point as well. We got a London event to plan. We got a bunch of Los Angeles events to plan. So it, it's exciting. And we're going to be looking to bring on ambassadors because we have so much interest uh, around the world. People in Asia, people in Africa, you name it, Australia, they, they want to they host events. So and there's only one of me. I can't, I can't unfortunately do everything. So I need other people there to help do what we're trying to do, which is really build community the right way. And I mean, you obviously have one of these breakfasts. And the reason why we, I love breakfast, because I mean, hey, trust me, I, I've, I've had my days of partying. I've done it. I can do it. I don't like to do it that much anymore. I prefer to wake up fresh every morning and just crush the gym and crush life. But, but the breakfast, why I do the breakfast, typically I do it on the first day of a conference because people are not hungover. They're, they're, they're fresh. I, I really try to bring uh, together a really nice curated room of artists investors, brands, tech people, Web2 brands looking to get into the space. So I, I try to make it just a very organic gathering, but I, I just want to just bring people in that just can just kind of kind of connect on a personal and professional level. And that's when the magic happens. So it, it's something I'm really, I, I think the breakfast for, there's, there, it's, it's a nice lane to be in because as, as you know, there's plenty of nighttime events with, with uh, Diplo, Tiesto, Steve Aoki and Snoop Dogg. But I think, I think more of the breakfast stuff is what we need and more educational stuff too. So just really focused on on-ramping web two brands and web three. That's really what the focus needs to be. Yeah. So I think, I think we need to see more conferences. That's why we're doing this Fashion Week event and Art Basel. We need to do more events that already exist in the Web2 world and start to bring the Web3 stuff into the conversation because that's where the growth is going to be. And, and, and this all made a kickstart when you became more active on LinkedIn, the whole socializing and the whole networking bit. Or uh, did yeah. you have the, the, because you didn't have the network in NFT no. or in Web3 space before. No. No, I didn't know anybody. I literally, it was all organic. I, I grew my follower count on LinkedIn from about 10,000 to almost, we're over 36,000 now in about six months. And that's just posting every day. I've studied some great content writers on LinkedIn. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I really try to respond to every comment. You know, LinkedIn will tell you that the actual, the most important metric on LinkedIn is comments on your post. Getting just uh, likes or hearts or whatever that's or even views that's those are actually those are those are good metrics as well but the most important is actual comments and engaging and shares and those those are those the, the, that engagement rate is super important so i really try i literally i try on the first day of a post to respond to every comment and then i i've made a really good effort over the last couple of months try and, and respond to almost every email and i try to set up calls i mean like right after this I'm, i have probably three or four calls with people that reach out on linkedin um, sometimes it's partnership opportunities. Other times it's just, just to chat with just people, just kind of just get to know them. So it's yeah. not, it, it varies, but there's one of me, man. I, there's only one of me. So everybody, yeah. if, if I'm not responding to you, it's nothing personal. There's, there's only one of me and I, I don't even have, nobody is responding to my LinkedIn except me. I don't even have an assistant to like remotely doing no, this. But it, it seems that you're online for 24 seven because you're so <laughs> active and, and, and I see a lot of uh, yeah, comments, reactions, et cetera. But yeah. how does your day uh, or, or, or what, role does LinkedIn play in your daily routine? Is, is, is it on, on, on certain moments or is it just 
the whole the whole time you're just stuck to your phone and uh, swiping and uh, uh, no, no, or, uh, uh, because uh, it, it, it can be too much easily. You know, it's it, it's it's overwhelming and uh, online it goes on and on and on. And Web three is even Mark 10 to that. So it's yeah. it's, it's it's a lot. I mean, I'm on it probably more than I should be, but I don't even like it, but it's, but I've like, I don't watch TV really anymore. I don't, I don't, I, I barely, I literally, I wake up 4am. I'll post sometime around 5am LA time. I'll respond for an hour, hour and a half. Uh, while I'm at the gym, I'll then kind of respond sporadically through the day. And I may do another post uh, later in the morning. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm, Definitely on LinkedIn. Jeez, I don't even know. Three, four, five hours a day. It's a lot, but it's part of my job. So, and it's, but I love doing it too. And it's really, I enjoy the people I meet. I, I mean, I literally was at somebody's birthday party in Austin last week and somebody I met on LinkedIn six months ago. And now we're best friends. So, like, that's crazy too. So, it's like, I, like I say, I stay personal and professional relationships because some of these are blending until some are start as professional and then blend into personal. Some start, is personal and blended and professional and maybe, or sometimes they're both or whatever, you know, it, it mm -hmm. depends. But uh, that's why I try to have as many of these calls as possible. You just, you'd be surprised. The, the real key to LinkedIn is you have to go beyond the post. You have to really have set up a call and, and develop a, 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 like a more real human relationship. So that's, that's yeah. where the magic is for me. That's that you can just like, trust me, I see a lot of people, they just get a, lot, a bunch of likes, they get a lot of followers, but they don't engage with their, there's barely any comments that they respond to. And, they're just focused on followers and that's fine. I mean, whatever, that's, that's cool. That's your prerogative, but I, I don't know what kind of real relationships or real deals you're going to close with that. So it's uh, it's, but it's a choice. It's a personal choice. So. And, and, and that uh, I totally agree with that because yeah, it, it, it all, it's a human interaction after all. Right. So it's LinkedIn is only the, the storefront and you know, you have to do the, the business in the back, you know? So uh, exactly. Exactly. And, um, and you do a lot of, post you, you you post every day once a day to twice a day or whatever but you yep. share also a lot of um, a lot of knowledge and i was curious where do you get that knowledge from do you do you follow certain people um, who inspire you to all the the, the posts you uh, you produce a lot of it just based on 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 my work experience so a lot of it just based on real real life in the trenches of web3 so I try not, I try to be vague, but, but specific. So, but yeah, it's, it's a lot of it's based on experiences I had in the space, the companies I've worked for, the people I've worked for, the conversations I'm having with brands or having internally. So yeah, you know, I mean, the, the only, the only real cheat, uh, it's not even a cheat, but it's just kind of a hack that would, is great for, is everybody should just set like a Google alert for like NFTs, Web3 and you get like daily alerts with all the articles a day. That's the easiest way to sort of keep track of everything. That's what I do. So then just once a day, you get an email with all the, the top news. It's just easier than scrolling around. I don't, I don't spend, I spend almost no time on Twitter. So uh, it's mostly LinkedIn. I do get a lot of knowledge from LinkedIn as well. I also have my podcast. So I mean, I literally recorded eight episodes of my podcast on Monday here in LA. We usually do them in big batches. So I, I gain a lot of my knowledge from the, the people we bring on. I mean, we've had amazing guests. We've, we had Charles Atkins, my co-founder of Good Morning Web3 Live. He's been on already twice. We had Renji Bajoy, the uh, CEO of Immerse, which is an amazing AR, VR, workplace productivity platform that's taking the world by storm. We've uh, 
man, I mean, we, we had uh, Rembrandt Flores, who's a major uh, Web3 marketing guy on. We, uh, yeah, I mean, Monday was just amazing. Uh, some of those guests just blew my mind. Well, we had Sam Huber also, CEO of my CEO of Landvault, just a fantastic episode. So, but who's the uh, person yeah, that, 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 that inspires you the most? Who, who, who do you uh, well, look up to? Who's your, I uh, mean, I mean, I mean, it's these, yeah, I mean, it's, it's Charles Atkins, who I talk to literally five hours a day. So mm-hmm. he's like the closest. And Sam is right behind him now. Like it's, it's Sam and Charles. Those are my two sort of uh, daily guys that I'm always talking to. Uh, you know, and, but a couple other people that I think are really smart uh, in the space too is, um, Susanna Esteban and then Sandra H of Zilica. They're two of my favorites as well. So I, I don't know. There's only a handful of people that I think are really providing real value and speaking really intelligently. And then Diego Borgia too. He's, he's, he's amazing. But it's a handful of people that I think are legit people with a source of alpha. I mean, I can literally, I can, I can probably on, on both hands give you the number of people on LinkedIn that are worth following. It's, it's a small number of people. There's so many people that are creating a lot of noise. I don't, I blasted them on LinkedIn before, but so these so-called Web3 experts are people that are trying to get out there and they're just copying people. They're not bringing any value and they, they don't care about building community. Trust me, most people, I would say 99% of people say that talk about building community literally only care about themselves. I really believe that. I just yeah. think, I, I just don't think people are doing it. I mean, I'm trying to put my money where my, my mouth is. We're literally hosting these events. I mean, right now they've been all free. Nobody's even had to pay for these. We, and I'm traveling the world trying to do it. Like I'm just one person. And so I'm trying to get back through the podcast. I do LinkedIn audios almost every week trying to provide people some of this information that I, you know, that I think is super invaluable from some of the top thought leaders in the space. Obviously my LinkedIn post, I mean, it's, I'm trying to reach as many people as possible through these other platforms. And that's, you know, that's, that's as much as I can do. And I, I hope to inspire other people. And that's why I want to bring ambassadors for good morning web three live to just have other people help execute this on a, on a global scale. All those, all those activities, the, 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 those breakfasts and, and, and all, all the sharing of knowledge, it's all free. It's, it's all just about sharing. But how yeah. we have a large following and, and, of course, you work for Landfall, so that's your, uh, that's your job. But uh, yeah. how or maybe if or uh, do you monetize your, uh, your network on, on LinkedIn? Is, 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 is that a part of it or, or is or is it just only? Yeah, everybody keeps asking me, side. like, do I monetize? I'm not, I'm not selling a course. I'm not, I don't, no, no, I'm not no, doing no, advertising, exactly. but yeah. No, I mean, the, the way I'm monetizing it just by the fact that I'm developing all these amazing relationships, whether they benefit me personally or professional. That's the way I'm on. That's my metric. So yeah. that's the way I do it. I don't, I'm not, trust me, there's no alternative mode. I'm not looking to sell a course. I've seen some people on LinkedIn. They like, you know, they're, Basically, now they're creating like job websites where people can, you know, upload the resumes and then they charge recruiters to like look at them. And I mean, that's kind of an interesting model. I don't I don't really I'm not trying to sell a course or anything like that. I don't it's not really my thing. And I, I don't know, you know, that's so I that, yeah, I, I'm not I, there's no plans to really have a course or anything like that. I I just don't think that works for me. I, I prefer to like what I'm doing now. I'm super happy and I, I don't want to really change it. So, no. And, 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 and how do you see it uh, in, in the future? How, how do you see your own development? Because you're now in the sweet spot, but maybe this, the sweet spot isn't sweet anymore in a few years. So uh, you, you must be keeping uh, evolving and uh, progressing. So where's John Kresge in, let's say, a year or five? Because Web3 is so fluid. 
we don't know where Web3 is in, in five years. So do we, but, but do you have a, a, a vision for yourself about that? Um, I think may, maybe I'm doing more media type stuff. I don't know. I really enjoy the podcast. I'm, I'm having a blast. I'm, I mean, I've never even really done anything on, on camera. Now we're doing the podcast on camera too, which is super fun. So we're on Alter TV. We're going to bring on some amazing sponsors. Maybe, yeah, maybe more media stuff. I mean, I always got, I got my MBA in entertainment, so I'm always been intrigued, but I would love to help really build out Good Morning Web3 Live to have like, almost like be a CNBC, have a, a TV film component. So I think that would be really interesting. I think that's something I'm really looking to do. And I think Sam and Charles as well want to do that. So I think we'll be going way beyond the breakfast. The breakfast is a great start and some of these other events we're planning are a great start, but I think the educational component is is super, super needed in the space. So I think maybe building out some type of almost like media entertainment unit for Good Morning Web Three Live that's uh, on par with something like a, a CNBC or yeah, you know, like Bloomberg, something like that. So yeah, I think that would be the most interesting thing for me to do. And yeah, it, it, it kind of aligns with why I got my MBA in entertainment in the first place. I'm always been interested in that. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. And, and, and on all those events and all those people you meet, there must be a common mistake or a common uh, uh, thing that, that, that everybody is making or, or the, what's, what, what's the most uh, thing that you, that you hear from? Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can, yeah. You, can, you can look at it like that, but uh, maybe it's, it's slightly different. Um, I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to give people a, 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 some advice and you probably have experienced this too, but honestly, I go to these conferences and 90% of the people that are telling me what they do, they can talk for 20 minutes. I still don't know what they do. Like literally <laughs> most people are like, there's just too many people in the space that don't know what they're doing or they're trying to do too many things. You really need to boil down what you're doing in 30 seconds. You need mm -hmm. to be, Hey, I work at Lambo. We're the world's largest metaverse builder. If you're a big brand looking into the space, come to us. Nobody can execute it better. Boom. You're yeah. out. I'm at, yeah. You're in and out in 30 seconds. You already know exactly what you do and why you'd come to us. I, I, I get frustrated because I talk to a lot of great people. I want to help them, but I can't help you when you still, after 20 minutes, can't articulate to me what you do. How can no. I help you? How can I connect you? How can I help you when I don't know what you do? I mean, there are still people like I've literally known for six months, still don't know what they do. Still don't. I don't, I don't know what they do. I don't know how I can help you. And it's not my, it's not my, issue to help you figure out your business model or what product you're trying to build. That's, that's totally on you. And you should honestly be focused on that and stop going to parties because all I do is see you on Instagram posting party after party after party or after party picture, dinner after dinner after dinner. And those are fine. Like I said, I, we're hosting events, but they need to be targeted. They need to be impactful. They need to mean something. You cannot be going to events. People are like, oh, you need to meet lots of people. You need to meet people once in a while. Trust me, I'm all about socializing, but you also need to be focused on what you're trying to do. So Spence, that, my advice is, you know what? If you're talking for 20 minutes, I don't know what you do. I'll go back to the drawing board, figure out what it is, boil down to 30 seconds, really, really pinpoint what that product is, how it solves a problem, because that's the other thing. It seems like so many people are just like creating more problems than what they're trying to build rather than just like identifying the problems now that need to be solved. So Yeah, yeah, that's that's a real <laughs> nice summary. The, the last part they're creating more problems instead of uh, instead of solving them. And, yeah, and, um, and and more on the on on the, since we're now on the 
more advisory level. Um, yeah. um, do you have an, an, an advice for, for, because I'm an artist? Yeah. How do you become successful in NFTs as an artist? There are a lot of components, of course, but what, what, what are the one or two key things for you from your perspective? Uh, well, if you're a real artist and focus on the art, because I think there still will be, there will be like a, an art marketplace for NFTs, you know, because like that, that people will be collecting amazing digital art at some point if they haven't already started. Some people are starting to do it, but if you're an artist, really focus on creating great art and just look at it as a different canvas that you're using. So I think there's that opportunity there. I think this whole cartoon NFT thing was just insane. It was just like, I feel like there was about 10 million iterations of ape uh, projects, which yeah, are just exactly. stupid and had no fake, 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 fake roadmaps, fake utility, fake, fake, fake. So real artists continue what you're doing. I think there will be, I think that's not going nowhere. I think that'll actually start to increase. Cause you'll see, I think, you know, art Basel here and at the end of the year, again, I think NFT real, the real artists, I think they're going to, it's going to be big again with real artists like yourself, really creating like art pieces that people are going to want to own and like show in their house. So real artists continue to just focus on what you do best. I, I don't, don't get too caught up in like trying to do a bunch of smoke and mirrors and create all this other fake utility. I would, as a real artist, I would just focus on creating great art that people yeah. are going to want to buy and enjoy for the rest of their lives. And they're going to pass down to their, their family. So I think that's the best piece of advice. Stay true to who you are as an artist and what you're trying to do. True artists are going to win. They're going to be fine. So again, I just think it'll be a different medium and it'll provide a better monetization stream for them. So they'll be able to better monetize it, you know, like, uh, Basquiat, you know, I mean, too bad he didn't know NFTs because like his, his stuff has been sold millions and millions of times over. And if his family, you know, if the NFTs were attached, his family would be reaping in the war rewards. But unfortunately, just, you know, in the, the old, uh, the old art world, that's, that's not the way it works. So no. yeah, that's, but that, but I, I would say traditional artists too, you know, if you're, you've been on a world, that physical world, I would just, Hey, take a look and see if there's a way to do what you're doing in the physical world and start leveraging some of that in the digital world because i think there i think you could do both yeah for me as an artist it, it really feels like some extra tools in my toolbox to create uh what i'm doing you know so and and it it, it, it opens up a new canvas of uh of creation with, yep. with all the 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 knowledge you have with creating uh physical work so yeah yep. it's, it's a really interesting uh journey that we are on um yeah. What are you going to do today? What am I doing today? I am going to, I have some calls with people that reach out to me on LinkedIn. So I'm doing that. I'm going to have a call with uh, an event we're planning here in Los Angeles in a couple of weeks with this great organization, Neo Ren. It's going to be a uh, very highly curated uh, Web3 event. They're great, really great uh, group. So excited to be doing our first event with them. Uh, boy, I have some other uh, some other LinkedIn calls. I have I have to, I'm planning in that event in Dubai, like I mentioned, uh, where I'm getting ready. I'm actually going to Turkey on Sunday. So I'm coming back to Europe. So I'll be going to Istanbul, flying to Istanbul on Monday, and then going to Dalaman, Turkey. Then the following day, we're going to have a company retreat, Land Vault. Uh, Sam has created a, uh, an amazing venue for an offsite retreat. So I'm going to be next week in Turkey with my team, and we're going to be just uh, collaborating and joining each other's company. So it should be, yeah, it should be fun. It's, it's, pretty cool that's 
by far the coolest offsite work retreat I've ever had. I, I've never been to Dalaman, Turkey. Have you? No, no. I've been to Turkey, but not there. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think it's down by Bodrum. I, 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 I looked at some photos. So that, yeah, I'm excited about that. But uh, yeah, I have, I have a ton of work to do. I'm going to also, this on the flight over to Istanbul on Sunday, I'm going to read Kathy Hackle's new book about the metaverse. So that's on oh, my yeah. to-do list. Yeah. Yeah, have you read it yet? No, not yet. But you, you have some spare time, of course, then. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I'll have like four. Of, I have 14. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually, Finally. I love. I love flying. I turn off the Wi-Fi. It's it's honestly my favorite. It's the one moment of of, of the week or you know that I have where I can just, just be myself and not just think and uh, yeah, do some of my best writing for my LinkedIn post. I'll probably try to write a few LinkedIn posts as well today. So yeah, you know, and I have to get my car service too. So not not yeah, that people yeah. really care about that, but yeah, that, that's my day, man. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. And a final question. Yes. Who do you think I need to talk to next? on this uh podcast who who's in it or maybe well, who, who have you had on here like have you had i mean how many episodes have you done no this is only the second so I'm, ah, wow I'm, Jeez, I'm just, I'm honored. Uh, beginning. Yeah. I, I talked to stan lee who's a, okay. uh, a, a, a guy who was also yeah. at, the, at the breakfast here a guy, yeah a guy yeah from the netherlands yep um you have to have sandra h from zillica she's amazing sandra h right. you know sandra yeah 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 sandra Susanna yeah. esteban of FTI Consulting, amazing. Avery Akinini of Vayner NFT, mm-hmm. amazing. Charles Atkins, you have to have Charles. Uh, you have to have Sam Huber, our CEO. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Justin Shankaro, my podcast host, would be great. That's, yeah, uh, that's top of mind. But yeah, those are some of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if you need, yeah, just let me know. I, I can definitely connect you to some of my yeah, guests. Uh, let us some good, good names and some good. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you should. Uh, how about uh, Benish that was uh, from Boss Beauties that was at the breakfast? She's amazing. Oh, yeah. 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 Because that's the, the nice thing about those breakfasts when you do them at the beginning of, of an event, because you, right. I've been with the people that I met on the breakfast during the whole right. event and at, at right. Madame's here. So it's, it's, it's kind of bonding in the beginning, you know, so it's, yeah. it really works. It's like, uh, it's like you get to know the people really good at the end of the, of the week. Yeah. So you, it's a, yeah, you develop, and that's what we're trying to do with our conferences too. We want to have it where you, you develop this, like this, this group of cohorts and you go through the whole experience and you learn. And so we we're going to do like, our, our vision for the conferences is to start with these breakfasts and then you go with that group and you go through all these like educational, like on-ramp programs. So exactly. how to mint an NFT, how to build in the metaverse, uh, you know, just like have the different protocols, whether it's MoonPay, whether it's, it's uh boson protocol or polygon or whoever, they actually are teaching you kind of what, what their, their platform technology does. You learn about it. And I think it's, it's, it's a more organic way and you're doing it with other group of people. So you can be asking each other questions and nobody feels dumb and it's, it's just yeah. more organic. I, I just think it works. sitting, it works. It's just sitting at a panel in a chair is really painful. And honestly, most of these panels are terrible. So, I mean, I've been on so many panels recently, like I didn't even know what the topic was. And I mean, I, I just I think it's dumb. It, it doesn't serve me because I, I don't want to be just dancing around questions on a panel. And it doesn't serve the people that are sitting in the audience. They're there to learn. And you have a bunch of people on the panel that don't even know what the hell they're talking about. I mean, I, I've seen yeah. it with me. I've seen it. Even I'm, yeah, I mean, it's, it's fine. I mean, I, I can dance around anything like anybody, but I think it's just not as impactful, as powerful. If you really have just the real experts talking about the exact topic they should be talking about. These panels are 
there's just too many conferences and they're just not thought out. And I mean, I, I look at my inbox. I'm just like, there's literally a conference every other day. It seems like it's yeah, which is yeah. too insane. Yeah. So. You can make a, 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 a trip around the world only visiting conferences every week. Yeah. 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 It's a joke. Yeah. There, there should be, there should be a conference where you literally, all you do is just fly around the world for a year and just go from conference to conference. Yeah. That should be the conference. The conference yeah. is you just traveling the world, going to every other conference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, John, Thanks for your time. Um, yeah. Let's connect in real life uh, as soon as possible when you're back in Amsterdam again. And um, yeah. have a nice one today. Thank you. This was a fun podcast. Honestly, these were some of the best questions I've ever been asked. So very Thanks well very done. Thanks, yeah. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That's it. If you like this episode and watch it on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Um, if you have questions or ideas or about who I need to talk to next, Please write it in the comments, send me a message or visit my website, abstractrembrandt.com. Here you can also check out my NFT project. See you next time.